Okay, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with Ryan and JJ. Hello. What's up? What's happening? So that we we uh, just wrapped up week 14 Patriots Monday Night Football go into Arizona and they got business done. I mean, it wasn't pretty. I know our, our chat was pretty lively during the game, but they advanced to seven and six winning record actually move into a current playoff spot at this point. Uh, I mean, JJ, what, what were your initial takeaways from this game? Is well, it a tale of two halves? I mean, kind of. Um, you know, Arizona was is kind of a train wreck. Uh, what is it? Second down, you know, minute into the, the game. Um, Kyler Murray hits the turf. It's clearly a non-contact injury, as we know those are usually bad. So right off the bat, they're starting quarterbacks out. And it's like, okay, we should tee off on this team. They they really don't have much going for them. Um, you know, as we talked about pregame, they, you know, they've, they've had their issues. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury's not the greatest coach right now. He's, he's under, you know, in the hot seat. And we look terrible. Our offense looked terrible. You know, we thought coming out of here – um, the last game of Buffalo that we really need to turn things around. They had a little extra time this week. They had an extra day or two or extra few days. Like, let's go and kick the crap out of them and everything. And the first half, we did not do that. I mean, we scored 10 points, but it was ugly. We couldn't move the ball. Most of the, it seemed like everything was a screen or behind the line. We lost Stevenson. So right away that, that put stress on things. They had him come back, which I thought was stupid and immediately go to him twice instead of like ease him into it which I wasn't too happy about and then the second half we came out we made a couple plays defense made a huge play and we won against a bad team with their backup quarterback is how I saw it yeah which we needed to we needed to yeah they were pretty banged up it was tail of two halves when Kyler went down I mean they were moving the ball with Kyler granted it was only a few plays uh when he went down uh they kind of leaned on um Connor a little bit and and he was moving the ball on us we were having a tough time um offensively just so many screens the play calling was really frustrating once again um we had to lean on some rookies here uh Pierre Strong Kevin Harris uh Marcus Jones was huge in this game Tyquan Thornton had had a bunch of balls um Cole Strange played the whole game so our young guys are stepping up playing well um the second half was almost all Patriots um DeAndre Hopkins tries to he, – he's running a, a drag route across the field. He he puts the ball out, like, uh, very carelessly. Kyle Duggar, of course, makes the hit, causes a fumble. Raekwon McMillan picks it up, brings it back for a touchdown. And from then on out, it was basically all Patriots. Colt McCoy, I mean, you could do worse for, um, for a backup quarterback there, but um, Patriots pressure was really strong in this game. Josh Uche, defensive player of the week. Had three sacks, um, so yeah. The, uh, Judon Judon showed up again. He was he didn't play too much in this game. I think he only had seventy two percent of the snaps. Um, Uche but, forced that interception too, mm-hmm. getting a hand yeah. on Colt made him throw it short. Yep, and and I think that would have been a that could have been a touchdown because Marcus Jones was beat. That's a tough game for Marcus Jones to come in, and Jack Jones goes down. Jalen Mills is out, um, and they they matched him up quite a bit. 
against DeAndre Hopkins, which is a touch tough matchup for all pro corners. And he hasn't played a ton of corner this year in, in live game action. So I thought he did pretty well. He, he grabbed that yeah. pick. Um, what I else did he, did he do? Great. He was playing, he played offense. He was returning kicks and punts that yep. he was on the field for like well over half the snaps this game. Oh yep. yeah. Eight tackles, two uh, passes defended. He, he's a player, man. He's a, he's a star player. I'm uh I'm really excited for him. Yeah, you guys nailed the the turning point when when Hopkins fumbled that ball in the third quarter. It was a tie game, and really the the Cardinals had controlled the ball in the first half. Uh, and then right off of that, you know, we get the recovery, return for a touchdown, force the interception, go down, score a touchdown. All of a sudden, it's a fourteen point game, and uh, the Cardinals just weren't in a position to come back from that. They went for it on fourth down twice in the fourth quarter, didn't get either one of them, actually went for it on fourth down right before halftime. And then again, to start the third quarter, they were one for five on fourth downs. That that effectively counts as four turnovers, mm-hmm. not to mention the, yeah. the fumble and the interception on top of that. So it's, you're, you're looking at a plus five turnover differential. If you include those fourth downs for the Patriots in this game. And then I, I think some of the rookies just being able to see Pierre strong do something and Kevin Harris not be not like shit in his pants like he did on his first ever carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, see those guys actually progressing into NFL players. That was huge. Well, there was a, there was uh, a fumbled snap to to Kevin Harris, which is not great. Um, right. But Pierre Strong came in. He only had five carries, but he had seventy four y- or seventy yards on them. One of them yeah. was a forty four yarder. Pretty Big, good. He looked I mean, you really see, good. You man. Could, yeah, and you can see his speed. I mean, he's. I think he looks like a bigger guy, but he's got some real wheels on him. I was impressed with him. Yeah, no doubt. And then, I mean, Ramondre getting hurt, that really, that's a big blow to this offense where it feels like two-thirds of the offense His hip. runs through him, either in pass protection, throwing the ball to him, handing it off, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then Devontae Parker, how scary was that? He gets hit. Yeah. I'm watching him barely get to his feet. I'm yeah. yelling at the TV. And then, did you see Nelson Aguilar? Oh, yeah. As they're yeah, lining yeah. up for the next play, Aguilar's like waving his hands. He's like, "We, I'm going to go in motion. Yeah, yeah, like stop, stop the, the game. game. This, yeah. Parker can't stay in his stance. It just, it was a pretty, real lapse from the medical personnel. It was pretty bad. It's, it's very strange because they're supposed to have people watching the game and trying to identify that. And, and they, it's their whole they couldn't job. They could see that. Yeah. And there's a whole stink being raised right now by Devontae Parker himself saying, how come... Nelson Aguilar was the only one to see that and stop the game. Like you have spotters now that that's their entire job. So you see a guy like that. And I mean, he was, he caught the ball and he went down and, and he was out cold yeah. for like a second. And um, it, I thought it was fairly obvious to see. I don't know how you miss it. Yeah. Not good. Um, you know, right there in, you know, beyond the injury being as it was, um, you lost another receiver. You were already down Jacoby Myers. As you said, you were already down Stevenson. So now, you know, it leaves your receivers as Bourne, Aguilar, Thornton as your main three. And I thought, you know, they played okay. Aguilar, Aguilar's got an issue with dropping the ball, tipping the ball up. I mean, we got lucky on whatever that he, his strip fumble return for a touchdown or whatever that was. You know, it it was close. It you know, it, I'm happy it went our way. I think it, there was the right call for it to go our way, but like it was too close to call, and that happens to that dude way too much. 
I thought Bourne came alive a little bit. We saw a little bit of spark from last year. Thornton, a lot of short stuff. Um, you know, the awareness play on the sidelines where he had a good, nice catch, but he stepped out of bounds. I thought he could have had that. My biggest gripe was the tight ends, how Arizona is statistically one of the worst defensive teams against tight ends and in the red zone. Um, and then final, you know, all first half, we barely went to, you know, any looks from the tight ends. Uh, and then finally in the second half, you know, Hunter Henry down the seam I was, you know, a tight end play we ran in the past. He was wide open. Wide open. We've run that a lot in the past. We really haven't run it this year. He's He did it well last year, and, you know, finally they called it. It's like, where the hell has that play been? Why did it take you till the third quarter to get to that play or whenever, third or fourth quarter, whenever that was, to get to that play? It's like that that should you you should have targeted him and known, hey, this is a bad red zone team. They're bad against tight ends. We have two paid tight ends. Let's let's get them the ball. This might be the, the, the game to get them going. And they they looked really good there. Uh John o. Smith continues just to be non existent. Horrible. I mean, it's like I unbelievable. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta look at the snap count. There was a play early in the first quarter where it was a short right pass for him and, and he reached Reached it, touched the ball, and, and dropped it. I think he had two targets in this game for yeah, zero two targets, zero catches. He is a problem right now. I don't know what is going on, but he's signed for another two two years. And his money this, next year this. is still crazy bad. I looked at it. He's like we have. He's like nineteen mil against the like as a dead cap hit. If we want to cut him next year, it's like insane. It's the worst contract I think we've ever signed anybody to. No, nope. only only had twenty eight snaps. 47% of the plays. That's a problem. It's, That's a, I is. mean, you have to figure out a way to get him involved. And I know that the pass game is, um, it, it was so much short stuff in this game. So many screens. I think Mac Jones had 12 screens in this game at, at, one point it felt like that's all we were doing is running different kinds of screens, variations of really the same couple screens. And <clears throat> when you're running plays where, where it's designed to be, you know, a screen or, or, the play is supposed to be close to the line of scrimmage. The ball has to be perfect. If it's off one beat, then the defense is all over you. That's the disadvantage of running so much short stuff. You know, it's, right. it's got to be a perfect pass, and the timing has to be perfect on it. Uh, but yeah, you're you're right. And I, they have also, to figure out something with Johnu Smith. It's getting paid way too much money over the next two years. That you you have to. He's going to be on your roster. You have to find a way to use him and utilize that that slot. Absolutely. It's like between him and Nelson Aguilar, you're spending 30 million bucks this year. And it's like, you know, Aguilar had 10 targets last game. That's a lot for five and comes out with 32 yards. That's not that horrible. That's not good at all. So between those two guys, you're spending that much money. And the, you know, the thing, the first half is they had him in as the extra blocker all the time. And it wasn't just a bump and release. It was block. And then after a two, two count release or something, it's like, get him out there, right. get him open. He has to be, he's your number one target right now with all the injuries. And they finally started go to, going to him. It just pisses me off that it took so long for them to get there. It's like, that should have been the obvious one going mm-hmm. into the game. Um, I will say Mac, yeah, Mac looked pretty good. Jack- I'll give it to Mac. I think he, his, his, um, you know, fundamentals looked a lot better. He was setting his feet a lot better in this game. He had a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot more better throws. You know that were nice on the money. I think he played a good game. He was yeah, very he saw frustrated his frustration in this game. again. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was yeah. just going to touch. Yeah, right. He was Everybody's not talking about it. Yeah, well, we're all feeling it. Evidently, he's feeling it as well. They they had the uh, the big play to Hunter Henry, which was cashed in by Kevin Harris with the touchdown. Um, and then you just, I guess I, I, it might have been Pierre Strong on that touchdown, but you see him embracing Matt Patricia on the sideline, and it's like, oh, now they're all good. It's like, nah, not, not all good. I mean, he's just reinforcing a couple good things that yeah. happened in the second half of that game. Yeah, they're happy to win. I think that was an attempt by Mac Jones to kind of make it look Bridge better. Like, yeah, hey, kinda, see kinda what show we can some do? Optics. Cause I, I mean, he was screaming, what the fuck are we doing? Like, I, you could hear him multiple times screaming fuck on the broadcast. I mean, it was clear as day. You saw one time where he was, he actually waved off yeah. like Matt yeah, Patricia, like, hey, leave me alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, just totally disrespecting him. And, you know, I'm okay with the disrespect. I, I don't think the body language is, is good. Um, you would really hope that there's someone else there next season. The other thing I wanted to touch on was Marcus Jones played so much in this game that I don't think they really had an opportunity to use him on offense as much as they wanted to. He did get eight yeah. snaps. But with Jack Jones going down uh, with a knee, they had very few corners ready to go. Yep. It was uh, Jonathan Jones who played every snap, Miles um, Bryant, and Marcus Jones. I think that's pretty much it for corners, right? Maybe, oh, Sean Wade got a got a few plays and he got torched. Oh, on he one did. Of them. I didn't even notice him in there. It, 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 yeah, he got picked, and it looked way too easy to pick huh. him. Jack Jones got hurt pretty early in this yeah. game too, so. Um, but I do like to see him in there as kind of a, I mean, you just don't, he's a weapon you have to account for. If you don't account for Marcus Jones, you're going to have a problem. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that, I, I thought that kind of sucked that Jack Jones got hurt and um, you couldn't use him as much as you probably wanted to on offense. I'm, I'm glad that they're trying to expand Marcus Jones role in the offense. Cause he does, he's got that he, X factor that they don't yes. have elsewhere. So you might as well. You, nothing else is really working. Why not? Why I don't not know why they don't get tight, try and get Thornton uh, going a little more. You know, five targets. He had four receptions. I thought that, I they thought tried. They tried. It's all short stuff. I mean, he had that one. He caught everything you threw to him. The one he just stepped out of bounds. That was the only real downfield pass he had. Everything else is like short in the box yeah. or like small amount of space. It's like that guy is a rocket. Like, you know. He's Get so him dynamic. in space. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's so Even fair. Aikman was talking about it. Aikman was like, I, I want to see more out of this kid. He's got all the tools, maybe in year right. two, year three. But it, like, how about yeah. now? He's already playing. I mean, he's got good hands, right literally. He caught all five passes, all five targets. He caught them all. It's like, okay, that is that means the kid can catch. Yeah. And not, not you know, going to make plays all the time. But it's like, how about you get him in space? You're trying to design plays for Marcus Jones to get into space, right? It's like. Why aren't we doing the same thing for Tyquan mm-hmm. Thornton? That's what you drafted him for. And Marcus Jones is, yeah, it's a nice gadget thing. You throw him in there. No one expects it. But, like, get the Thornton downfield, throw him the ball, give him a 15-yard in-cut or something where he just burns the guy and beats him at the cut. Like, there's got to be something. They're not really getting downfield, and that's that's the problem. I think I think one of the problems there is deep plays take a little, right, bit, the a little bit more line, time to yeah. develop. And Mac Jones – 
does not have a ton of time right now, even with this kind of meager defense. They blitz a lot and they, they play do. a lot of cover one. So and they so it's kind of a tough thing to to let you know you could you could you know get little nicks and cuts on this team sure. and beat them to death with that. You know what I mean? You don't have to gash them. Um, I don't think that's a really particularly strong defense. This really lined up for the Patriots as oh, far absolutely. as like what they're good at, what what we're good at. Um, Plus not their good quarterback at, kinda... goes down immediately, and that helps. And the running back, yeah, it's you know, it was a good it was a good time to play them, and we seem to get a lot of these right where it's like, oh, their quarterbacks <laughs> hurt, and you know what I mean. Like it's a little bit of luck here, and we'll take it, but uh, I don't think it's anything to really depend on come playoff time if we're still in the picture. That's true. Yeah, they they definitely got fortunate a number of times. Going back uh, earlier this season, they got to face Zach Wilson twice, and they won't let him see anybody else. Deshaun Watson still suspended for Cleveland, the whole thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But they come out of Arizona with a victory on the road, national television, and now they get a quick turnaround, only six days to prepare for the for the Las Vegas Raiders coming up this weekend. But before we get there, we can talk about some other games from this previous week. Uh, first being the Las Vegas Raiders losing a heartbreaker on Thursday night football in LA, a home game for the Raiders in LA uh, against the Rams. Baker Mayfield scores two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to take down the Raiders. I I saw a stat. The Raiders have blown more 14 point leads this season than any team in NFL history. That's crazy. That's crazy. (laughs) How many times have they been Dude, the Raiders have been up like 14, 17 points. I don't even know yeah, how like many blowouts. times. It's this like year. blowouts. And um and they lose. Yeah. And And they have the I'm kind of happy for Baker Mayfield though. That's a good That's a good place for him to land with the Ra- yeah. with the Rams. Yeah, he wants to get he wants to get some good tape out there. He's with a good offensive mind, probably a better offensive mind than he's ever been with. And it shows. Uh, it immediately showed. Maybe they maybe even though he was there for like two meals before that game. And then he'll hit free agency and the Rams could use every draft pick they can possibly get. So maybe they get a conditional pick uh, depending on how he performs. We'll see. But yeah, tough one for the Raiders to drop right there. Um, We could, we could jump into some AFC East matchups. We had an interdivisional game on Sunday jets at bills and a snowy game. One that I think we were all pretty confident the Bills were going to win, but the Jets kept it close they for did, a good yeah. half was, there. And there was decent game. There was nothing happening in the first half. It was just all defense, and then Josh Allen was able to punch one in before the end of the first half, and they were able to win by eight points at the end. Mike White getting hurt in the second half, but that that Jets defense is legit. Yeah, I mean they they kept it close. Buffalo is still, you know, I mean I feel like they they. Tried their best to play a great game against us, and they kicked the, uh, the crap out of us. They looked definitely a little sloppier in this. That could have been due to weather, um, you know. But hey, the Jets are competitive, man, and um, I'm happy they lost. Though I'm happy the Jets lost because it keeps us, you know, in the race, in the pennant race. We're in in the friggin' playoffs as of right now, and you know, a few teams have some tough schedules coming up. So I hope that keeps up. I'm happy the Jets lost. Yeah, Buffalo's been struggling of late as far as passing the Except ball. Except when they I play mean, us, Josh Allen can still run. Right, um, sixteen for twenty-seven, one hundred forty-seven yards. Got sacked three times. I know Quinn and William got 
uh, Quinn and Williams got hurt in this game too, which is by far, I think their best player on, on both sides of the ball, but it looks like he's practicing again. Um, the jets will hang tough, man. I mean, if you, um, let this team stick around and eventually Mike white, by the way, got hurt a couple yeah. different times badly in this game and he gutted it out. He came back. He, he played his ass off. They like him a lot. They like him much better than they like um, Zach Wilson there. You the can hear the does. players. It's not just the, the coaching players, staff. Yeah, they talk about him like he's a hero. Like, uh, I love it, man. They, they totally missed on that pick. There's something about Zach Wilson's men- mental that I don't think he's ever going to – Maybe I mean it's early to say this, but I I just feel like no. there's something lacking there with his mental that's going to keep him yeah. from being Absolutely. as good as he could be. Yeah, and you could say the broad mental, meaning also like the culture aspect, getting along with his teammates, lifting them up. You see the same thing we've been saying it for years about Kyler Murray. It's it's the same issue. Kyler Murray's done it on the field way 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 better than Zach Wilson, but in the locker room, yeah. they're basically they're they're two sides of the same coin. So uh, the Jets will drop one there. That gets the Patriots into the seventh seed in the current playoff picture. Bills moving ahead, keeping uh, keeping a grasp on that number one overall seed in the AFC. And then Miami in a, a fun game that we're all really looking forward to, Sunday night football against the Chargers. We've seen the Chargers a number of times this year, and you're always – every time I watch the Chargers, I'm just like, give me more. Like, there's just yeah. more there particularly on the offense. Uh, this time they, they did really well. I, I think Herbert played great. Uh, it still only winds up with 23 points. It's like that. His performance looks like it should have been a 32-pointer. Mike Williams was back for this game. Whenever Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are both out there, this offense is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Miami, again, with a, another dud offensively. Tua wow. did not look good. Brandon, I think they had like 25 passing yards going into the fourth quarter. It was something terrible. insane. It basically like saved my fantasy mm-hmm. playoff he because played. he played so bad. I thought I was going to get blown out, but he, he yeah. was missing throws. He kind of looked like the old Tua, like what he was last year, not this year. Um, and that's promising to see going forward. I hope that continues. So, you know, they've got a tough schedule. They're the, they're kind of one of the ones I'm talking about right now. They have where they have the second seed or the, not the second seed. Um, Second wild card seed or first wild card seed right now? I don't know where they are in line, but they're right there, and they've got a tough schedule coming forward. So if they keep up that shoddy performance, their defense is okay. They they did good in the second half, not really in the, the first half, but they uh, they kind of disappeared. The whole team just, you know, this uh, West Coast two games they had really kind of set them back, it seems, which is perfect that they're falling apart this time yeah. of the season. Yeah. Tyree Kill banged up his uh, his ankle, uh, like middle of the game, and um, he he still ended up with a uh, like a sixty yard fumble return or something like that for a touchdown and a sixty yard pass. And I, he he was targeted ten times. I thought Asante Samuel uh, Jr. did a pretty good job on him. He had I think four catches for eighty one yards on on ten targets. So they kind of. It's funny to say he's scored two two touchdowns or whatever it is, but they kind of kept him in check a little bit. He's he's a serious problem to defend. Um, he got the Chargers the end zone on that second touchdown. That's yeah, crazy. With, 
with him being less of a threat, it just craters that whole offense. He he yeah. opens it up for everybody. Jalen Waddle was non-existent in this game. The running game couldn't get its footing. I don't even know who their lead back is right now, but yeah, I thought that, neither no. one of them really looked good. I thought the Chargers defense actually looked fairly decent in this game, and that, that might have been due to the Dolphins' struggles because the Chargers' defensive line is basically non-existent right now. Um, so I feel like if the Dolphins had more of a running game, they would have they would have been in better shape in this one. Justin Herbert, um, 51 passes. This guy throws – they throw so much, man. They have to find out another an, – I know they use Eckler a little bit. I think he only had 15 rushes it's just kind of the way they play isn't it like they want to throw the ball yeah. a ton and herbert's so good I, I don't even know how many good throws he made in this game i lost count I was, he's just you know i'm a, we know i'm a huge fan it just like so many good fucking throws and out of that arm slot it's it's awesome yeah collinsworth was standing on the table commenting every yeah. Justin Herbert throw. He threw like a six yard out and he's like, that's the best throw. It's like, yeah, it was a 90 mile an hour yeah. fastball that he threw. Throw so their, hard. their offense is, I think it's going to be unlocked when they get a power back. If they, the person that Melvin Gordon was supposed to be, I think that would, mm. that would change their team offensively. They drafted a um, kid from what Texas A&M there, Isaiah Spiller. Oh, right, right. And I think he only got, I did notice him though, when he was in there, I think he only had two snaps, but, that's a rookie with some juice. I don't know if they're going to use him. It doesn't really seem like it, but they definitely need something else besides Eckler. Eckler is so good in the pass game, though. Um, they threw a couple screens onto, uh, on him, and he's immediately making like really, really hard cuts to shake the first defender. He's probably the best pass-catching running back in the league. I would, I would put him in that Eckler? conversation. He's on yeah. the short list. I'm, I'm trying to think of other candidates, but he, he's definitely in that very short list. McKiss- McKissick? So Maybe. Uh, kid from the Bills? I thought he was a receiver. No, uh, Chiefs. Hmm. Chiefs. McKissick. Uh, Je- McKinnon? Uh, McKinnon? McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon. McKinnon. Yeah, he scored two touchdowns this week. Yeah, he's a good uh, pass so- catching back. So good. So the Patriots are at seven and six in the the final wild card spot. Also at seven and six, Jets and Chargers. So as much as we like Herbert, we might have to be rooting against him the next couple of weeks, depending on th- Ryan. Depending on what you want to happen for the rest of the season in terms of the honestly, I think it would have been better for us if the Dolphins won that game, right? Well, possibly the yeah, distance be, between us and the Chargers. You might be able but, to catch the Dolphins though. Listen. Listen to the Dolphins' schedule. They, they're they going at the Bills on Saturday night this week. Then they're mm-hmm. playing the Packers on Christmas Day at the Patriots, playing the Jets in a game that maybe one of those teams makes the playoffs, maybe the other one doesn't mm-hmm. uh, right. in that last game of the season. Dolphins have a tough road. And a lot of those games, cold weather. They cold had weather heaters on the sideline for this game in L.A. Yeah, do you... <laughs> That was such a talking point. Uh, I know it looks like it's covered, and it is, but the sides are open, so it's like 55 degrees on the field. 55 degrees. So I believe we're ahead of the Chargers, and their remaining schedule is right. pretty easy. I mean, the Titans can lose. I, I don't know. I'm not a huge Titans believer. Titans have lost the last um, two, though. The Colts. So they've got something to play for here. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They matchup. don't scare me. They don't scare me. They're at the Colts after that. They're home against the Rams. Rams aren't the same, and then they're at Denver. 
Those are all winnable yeah, games for them. Very much. Um, so but you know Staley's I'm, good I mean, for at least a. They're big not loss out of the question that. yet. No matter what he does. <laughs> yeah, he just might. He just might. Uh, another team that we really hoped was going to lose this weekend: Baltimore. Baltimore Ravens backup quarterback in there going into Pittsburgh. Again, that I thought Pittsburgh was was going to be able to handle. T.J. Watt was going to be on the field. He really was not a factor. I don't even know if he played half the snaps defensively. But uh, Kenny Pickett gets hurt in the first quarter. How many concussions have that in. dude had? And seems like a few. Kenny Pickett. I feel like he's been knocked uh, out of like two games this say. year. I'm sure Google knows but maybe I, I must be wrong. Well, Mitch Trubisky didn't play a whole lot better. He uh, he was actually moving the ball decently well, which is something we've seen against Baltimore's defense this season. But three interceptions across the 50-yard line, like you're in field goal range for two out of those three, and one of them you're at like the 45-yard line of the opposing okay. team. Mm-hmm. Interceptions every single time. You're like, God, you can't keep – they end up losing by two points. It's like, just don't throw one of those. Can we cash in on one of those? And then right. Baltimore moves to nine and four right now. So it, they got a pretty commanding position, two game lead on the Patriots and everybody else buying for that seventh seed in the wild card. Yeah, I think it's going to take nine wins. The two teams that we really need to beat out that are in contention to, to, to really screw us over here are the Chargers and the Jets. And the Jets play the Lions next week. Um, we're going to look at who they have after that. But those are the I'd put teams the Dolphins we... in that mix too. I put the Dolphins in there. Yeah, I'd put the Dolphins in that mix. And I mean, depending on when. Well, the do- well, yeah, but I mean, the Dolphins. Let's say the Dolphins get the playoff spot that they hold right now. Um, it's yeah, still, if they do. It, I... Yeah, it's it still leaves the say we flip flop with them. We're still battling them and and the Jets I... and the Chargers. It's going to be one. It's going to be two of those four teams, right? Well, I don't know. Yes, I, the, I wonder the Jets, if the Dolphins uh, and the Chargers. I'm honestly wondering, depending on what happens with Lamar, um, the Ravens could fall. It's just looking their position right now being up two games on us, with only four games remaining. It looks like the Ravens and the and Bengals, have, particularly and the Bengals, they have the tiebreaker well over right us too. It looks like. like the Ravens yeah, do. I mean, they got the tiebreaker, so they Browns, would have to lose. Falcons, three, and yeah, we'd have Browns, to win all Falcons, four. Steelers, um, Bengals. So, yeah, I could see him definitely right. losing. They're going to an outside you know, shot. Knows, though, yeah, that's a tough one. There's an outside shot for four, four other teams, really, um, but it's highly unlikely. Uh, Jacksonville, um, Oakland, not Oakland, uh, Vegas, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. They're all five and eight. So. You know, yeah, uh, probably highly unlikely they would have to probably run the table to get the nine wins. I think nine wins is what gets you in. Yeah, at least at a minimum, the way this is shaping up. Um, so those are really the the AFC games that had a bearing on the Patriots' playoff standings. In the NFC game, I was really looking forward to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers oh, going boy. to San Francisco. I, only a second time ever playing out there, evidently. I'm not sure how that happened. Really? But that's amazing. Yeah, he must I think we probably went there in two thousand eight when after he tore his ACL and we probably went there maybe when he was no. suspended in twenty sixteen. I'm not sure. No, but we didn't play him then. 
it's surprising how infrequently this has happened. And he went out there and the, the Buccaneers laid a dud. I didn't see the game well, live, but I watched was, the, the highlights. They were down 28 to bad, nothing at dude. halftime. It was bad. I was, I was watching that as much as I could here and there. And it was just the, their offense couldn't do anything. And somehow San Francisco just kept scoring. And it's like, how is this guy Brock Purdy keeping things together? Never mind. They, I mean, I think they scored. I don't know how many. What was it four touchdowns in a row or something? It, it was. It was. That's what it essentially, like in the second quarter. You know, over by the by the end of the first half, and you're like, well, if anyone could do it, it's Brady. And then they came back out, they scored, and then that was it. They couldn't do anything again. It was their offense is dysfunctional. They, they barely scored. That could have gone. That could have gone either way too. That yeah. touchdown they had. I mean, I was like, I don't know if he caught that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they're six and seven. They are not good. It's, Tampa Bay is just limping, and they're lucky that NFC is that NFC South is so bad. Um, Brady had that a couple picks a in this end. one. The picks Straight cost him end. dearly in this game. Yeah, two uh, interceptions. And he's throwing a ton of passes. Their run game is two interceptions. He threw fifty-five times. Man, that that team. They have no running game to speak of, and their offensive line is not the same. I was expecting their offensive line to be good. Troy Aikman mentioned it in the broadcast. like He's like, it's an ep- epidemic. There's not enough time to get these guys on the no, same page isn't. when you draft these guys because they cut the season. They cut Pre-season. the, uh, what is it, mini camps and all that shit. They, they cut it, so it's really like these guys are learning yeah, on the fly now. And they – they dropped their their starting center in the preseason. Right tackle went out early in the season. I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. yeah, it's bad. I gotta news just say, total Ryan to um, jump on your point there about the offensive line. You know, I can't remember how many, you know, in the past when you are like this point in the season where I can't think of one offensive line that's fully healthy. I mean, I feel like everyone we've played, it's like like the Cardinals. It's like they had four starters out. It's like they were on their last start, like their last of the last people on their roster to start at, you know, at offensive line. And, you know, we're not much better. And there's been a lot of teams that you're like, oh, this is a crappy. There's like no good offensive lines. It's like Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> you look, you look yeah, right. They're the only one. one. Right. Minnesota. And I think crap I think, offensive uh, line right now. Detroit. Well, if Derisaw comes back, he's one well, of the best That's what I mean, because they're league. hurt. They're um, so hurt. And it seems like he's – right. There's so many guys that are hurt. Uh, Tristan Wirfs not being there for uh, Tampa is a huge loss. He's probably top three, top five tackle in the league right now. Right tackle, um, yeah. Yeah, that hurts. But I, I, I'm looking at their offensive line, and I just don't get why they're so bad because they do have some players there. It's, it's really strange. I feel like it's – Shaq going... Mason's never been great in pass protection. No, but he's fine. I mean, he's he's fine. he's a vet. He's he's, he's you know, I would I wouldn't mind having Shaq Mason back right now. Not not that I would play him over on Wenu, but I'm sure you would find a place for on Wenu. He'd be a great right tackle. You know, he would he would change their offense, the Buccaneers' oh, offense. That is. Oh yeah, no, we yeah. can't give him up. At playing right tackle, uh, he he gives you a knockoff Tristan Wirfs. Um, yeah. yeah, so that was. A very lopsided game. I th- I kind of passed over the Chiefs and Broncos. I don't know if you guys saw no. much of that one, but the Chiefs go up twenty-seven to nothing yeah. in this game. Yeah, Broncos came back. Denver, 
Denver scores two touchdowns in the final two minutes of the first half, turns it into a game. Mahomes threw an interception, enabling the second touchdown. And then it, it goes all the way to the fourth quarter. And, and in the fourth quarter, Russell Wilson gets knocked out or knocked out of the game um, with with concussion, evidently, or a head injury at the very least. And they weren't able to pull it out. But it was a game where you expected Denver to continue rolling over the way they have the entire season. And they, they, they fought all the way it was, back. It was impressive. They almost did it, but and then the Chiefs out just outlasted them. Kansas City has this way of giving up. They're like, "Oh, we got you." Yeah, and then they take just their foot off the they gas. take their foot off yeah. the pedal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that too. Uh, Denver's her- horrendous. I think this is the best game Russell Wilson's had by a long shot. At least, at, at least against at least against uh, yeah. a good team, you know. So I don't know what his, his status most rushing is for yards next week on the season. His most rushing yards. It opens up that offense. He he's got to do, do it. Well, he if he's available, do it. obviously. Yeah, he There's doesn't want to. He got concussed. So. Well, it wasn't when he was running the ball. That's that's the stick to it. Oh, did you see uh, Jerry Judy in this game? <laughs> you freak, freaking out. <laughs> Lost his mind, right? Screaming at the ref, and then bumps the ref yeah, with his I was body. Surprised when he sent which that I, clip. you know, I would assume is an automatic ejection. They're saying they're not going to suspend him, but they're going to give him a huge fine. Um, you got to do something to discourage that. I, I'm surprised he's not getting suspended. Uh, but after that, he went ape. I think he had fucking. I think he had like two touchdowns after he after great. that instance. Yeah. So something to, something to look at. I think I would suspend his ass. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, like you was... can't do that. I don't know how that ref didn't react after getting bumped by him with his helmet off screaming and then like chest bumps him effectively. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, two NFC games real quick. Uh, borderline upsets. Carolina goes into Seattle and actually down Seattle, who's on the, the way down slide after they were leading that division earlier this season. And then mm-hmm. the Lions at home. You guys the, called the that, Vikings didn't you? In a game that actually Vegas, yeah, Vegas predicted called it. that. Uh, uh, yeah, both of those games. Either one of those surprised me. I mean, I'm surprised the Vikings. The, the Carolina yeah, game surprised, surprised me. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised by both of them. Carolina just gets rid of their quarterback and beats Seattle. Seattle is just can't get out of their own way. And then you know, Minnesota, it's like, what are you guys doing? You had, you're, I mean, depending on what Philadelphia does, obviously they're running away with the top seed, but like you guys are still in it. You won that game. You're a game out, effectively. Yeah, a I game thought, that thought, Ju- Justin Jefferson set the franchise yeah, record for receiving yards. yards. Like he he went off. It's it's not like they shut him down at all. He he absolutely went off. Uh, but yeah. that Vikings defense yeah. is a serious liability. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. So uh, do they have Andrew Booth back? I don't think so. No, the yeah he's been out a Clemson. Lot. Yeah, he's been out a lot. I think he's a first round pick too. Um, They've had some serious problems there. And then did you see that um, the coach – what was this? What's the coach's name there? Uh, Dan Campbell. The meat, Dan Campbell, yeah. He said the he meat, was distracted. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> the, I like him. Meathead. I like him, though, you know? I like I, him, too. I, I, um, so he actually said in the media that the play to ice the game – I think it was like a, a third down or the a fourth field down. Goal. 
No, it was a it was a first down to ice the game, okay. I believe. Um, he said that he was too busy watching the crowd wave, and someone mentioned the play to him, and they were going to put Penny Sewell in the game. Um, as far as like an eligible mm. receiver, yeah, yeah, I saw this. And play. he said he right didn't even hear it. Yeah, and he said he didn't even hear it. He was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I'm too busy focused on this crowd wave that's going on. I can't believe he even said that out loud to the media. He's like, just pandering oh. to that Detroit fan base. I, I got focused think on that. the wave. I was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? That's There's so no stupid. way. Um, wow. The Carolina game. Uh, change, change of mindset, I think, there. They are running the ball like crazy. Uh, and that was the big difference in this game because Seattle's offense is so banged up as far as running backs right now. They lost Kenneth Walker. Uh, who's the other guy? Penny. Mm-hmm. He's out. Um, and Carolina ran the ball. I got to look at it. I'm sorry. They got the yeah, early lead. The... I think they were up 13, nothing early in this game. Puts you they in a good position if you want to feed Deontay Foreman. Right, they had almost two-thirds of possession, 39 minutes and 16 seconds worth of possession. They ran the ball 46 times for 223 yards and two touchdowns compared to Seattle with 14 14 carries for 46 yards. So it was just like a total, you know, pivot. Like, we're just running the fucking ball now. Um, That's that's the benefit of getting the early lead. That's a huge benefit. And a total different mindset. Total different mindset for that Carolina team right now. And Seattle's been no slouch this year, but their run defense looked awful in that game. Yeah. Carolina, uh, they're not that far behind the Buccaneers. One game back in that division. I don't know what the tiebreakers, how they break up. Wow. Uncharacteristic Seattle team. 31st in rushing defense for Seattle. Isn't that odd? Yeah, you'd think... Carroll would have you that would not think defensive that. coach, huh. generally. And 21st uh-huh. against the pass, their their defense is not very good. Yeah, they're really cratering right now, and the Lions are surging. Lions have won five out of six games and really should be six out of six if they took care of business on Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. All right. They're playing Pats well. Raiders. Pats Raiders. Pats Raiders. Uh, somehow the Patriots get screwed on uh, – on the rest going into this game. So we're on Monday night to Sunday. The Raiders are coming off previous Thursday to Sunday. They get that extra time as if they need that to get for Josh McDaniels to get ready to face his old team. So if he doesn't Mm -hmm. know intimately, particularly this offense, but probably the entire team. Um, I got to say, I I don't really know what to think of these Raiders. There was a stretch there for a couple weeks where we were like, are they good? I'm not sure. They won a couple overtime no. games. They uh, they got a, a couple wins in a row. And then they just continue to have these just fall apart in critical critical yeah. instances. Uh, right now, a couple things to say about them. Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller have been out for a while. They both just got activated from IR this week. Mm-hmm does not mean they're going to play, but it means they could practice. So they might play, they might not. And then the Raiders, I mean, basically the the stamp on this team is behind that defensive front four. They are terrible. 
just really horrendous at the, mm. at the second and third levels defensively. Their pass defense, uh, the, the statistics back that up. And then also, they don't turn the ball over, but they don't take the ball away either. So this is an opportunity to protect the ball um, offensively, although we really haven't won many games when we're not taking the ball away yeah. defensively. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, I don't they're really one know of the, where this comes out for us. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... They are the... It's in a... a they're 20, 29th in the NFL in pass defense. 29th, yeah. Bottom yeah, four, I mean, four. basically to me, it's they can score. Josh McDaniels is their coach. All the games you look at that they've won, um, the lowest, lowest total was the Broncos' second time at 22 points. Usually, you know, all the game, other games they've won have been 27 point, points or more. Uh, but then they get shut out against good defenses. It seems like if they come against a decent defense, they have a tough time. But they can definitely put up some points. Uh, but, yeah, their defense is a sieve. Clearly, you know, they've blown so many fourth quarters. I think you said it's the most of all time. Um, they needed that Rams game to kind of keep them going. And it's amazing, too, because, you know, Derek Carr, I thought, was pretty decent quarterback. And statistically, he's not that bad. His completion percentage is down a little bit this year. Josh Jacobs is a force at running back, and Devontae Adams is a force at receiver. And that's kind of it. I mean, I'm not too afraid of them. We should win this game. Like, we should we should win this game. I don't think there should be any question of, you know, us not winning it. It's really if we can go in there. Like you said, Sean, turn the ball over. Maybe keep making some small baby steps with our offense. And, you know, this is the game. Even if you get down, you know you're always in it because they've blown so many second-half leads. So I think we should take it. But, it, it's you know, if you lose yeah. it, you basically – you're you know, any game you lose going forward besides, you know, you got one to lose basically, most likely. And it's Bills. probably the Bills yeah. week 16 unless it's be the week 17 unless they're not playing because, you know, of their seating, which I've heard is a rumor out there. They're, they, they're looking for guys, you know, a place to rest their guys, and that would be it. So, you know, if that happens, hopefully you get there and you don't have any losses. Hopefully you beat, you know, Oakland, Bengals, and Dolphins, <laughs> which are all possible wins. Bengals are going to be tough, but. I don't know. The Raiders, it's who's going to show up. Uh, you know, we have a couple guys coming back. Barmore was practicing. I heard Stevenson is still practicing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there might have he no, what he didn't out. practice today. Stevenson, Stevenson mis- mispracticed. Oh, God, I think he he, he came in and 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 tried a little bit. I think he was limited and he couldn't go. So okay. that's a loss. Um, when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at the turnover battle, the offense. It has the second most turnovers in the league for the Raiders, and their defense has the second to last most most turnovers in the league. So you can definitely beat them there. You can pass on this team for sure. They're not a good pass defense. They haven't been for a while. Um, and then I'm looking at their injury report, and there's 26 guys, including injury reserve, injured reserve on their list, including oh, wow. uh, a quad for – um, what's his name? The running back, Jacobs. Uh, Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Yeah, who who to me is their tempo guy. Like if they have him performing at a high level, then it's much easier to get Devontae Adams involved. They have um, who's the Mac Hollins? Mac Max Hollins? Is that yeah? Who's been you making some it. big plays of late? 
Um, so it's a team that has some weaknesses that you can attack, and it probably lines up well for us. Darren Waller, you say, coming back, that's not great. Hunter Renfro, you wonder if these guys are going to be, you know, able to to um, to really get out there and, and and give it their give it their all. But their offensive you know, line. When is you look at the weaknesses of this too, team, I think it lines up. It's it's not good. I think they have Illuminor as their starting right tackle. It's like I remember True. Illuminor. He is not a starting right terrible. tackle. <laughs> you know, so there's some things we can attack here, and the Patriots are staying out there. They're staying on the West Coast. They're practicing in Tucson right now, and I know we got some uh, quite a few injuries going on here, um, but it looks like Barmore could be activated this week. Uh, he's been out for about two months. That would huge. be a huge guy to get back. McCordy seems to have dodged a bullet there. It looked like he got hurt late in the game. And it looks like he's going to be able to go. I don't I didn't see him on today's injury report. Uh it would be really nice to get Jalen Mills back. Um someone that can because right now it's looking like you're gonna have Jonathan Jones on Devontae Adams. And I, I don't I don't care who it is really. Devontae Adams is better than yeah, anyone we have. For sure. So this is true. Jalen Mills practiced in a limited fashion today. Uh, and Vegas's starting right guard, Alex Bars, was out of practice. Oh, good. So they're bad offensive line. Just bars, one question bars I got for days. One question I got for, for this game is which team's pass rush is going to dominate the other team's offensive line more? And right off the bat, you're like, oh, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, Patriots offensive line has been a train wreck for the the majority of the season. But then you look at the way that Josh yeah. Uche is coming on right now. And the, the last Fantastic. two games have maybe the best games Uche has sure. played as a pro. Uh, if He's Judon got 10 is, sacks. In, what, eight weeks? If Judon's able to play at the at the level we're used to, I, I know he only played like 70% of the snaps last week. He still was really good yeah. when he was out there. I mean, we might have a really good chance to put some serious pressure. One thing that Derek Carr does, I think, better than Mac Jones on typical dropback passes is the ball comes out faster. Mac, mm-hmm. If you look at the stats, Mac Jones is probably skewed by a lot of those screen passes where oh, it's yeah. coming out really yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, and we've taken more sacks than the Raiders have taken this season. But I, I got to think we got a pretty good chance to put some serious pressure on them. And if they're not going to get pressure in the first three seconds against us, that's when you expose the back end. And the Patriots defense has a way better yeah. back end than this Raiders defense. And I think that's, that's no, I, I agree with you. I was going to say that, you yeah. know, I think we with just their have offensive a... line being as bad as it is. And, you know, their right, right guard being out or whatever. You got Uche and Judon, which is great. I do like Ukulele Ukele or whatever his name is. He's kind of equality. Equality. He had two He's huge coming plays on as week. kind of an interior pass, like back r- pass to back. rusher. We haven't seen much from Wise in the last couple of weeks, but if you get Barmore back and he's your interior rusher, look out. Now you got three studs there that are coming after you, especially in an offensive line. I mean, this could even be something if those three guys are healthy and Equale's there or Wise, you know, comes back to his, you know, form a few weeks ago. That's something you can build on for the next few weeks because that is that is deadly up front for us, you know, crushing other teams' offensive lines. So that that'd be great. Yeah. 
I think it's kind of a wash though. If you compare like, okay, Uche and Judon versus uh, Crosby and, and Chandler Jones. And they also blitz Denzel Perriman a ton. I think he has 41 blitzes on the year. Um, and then we don't have Trent Brown, who's, you know, who, I don't know. He, he's okay, right? He's We saw him last week. He seems okay. Isaiah Wynn's not practicing. I think Isaiah so Wynn's done on McDermott, this team. Connor McDermott? Yeah, is that Connor his name? McDermott. You yeah. might think so, but, I mean, he is practicing. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't Wynn's know. Wynn's practicing? But, it's kind of a wash. If everything was healthy, no, if everybody nice. was, if everybody was healthy, I might say, I would probably say we have, we have the advantage. Kajus is out still. Um, we'll see how it goes. Maybe that changes later in the week. We don't have Damian Harris practicing. Uh, was he a full practice participant this week? Ramondre was sitting out for the, the majority of practice. Damian was limited. And Ramondre is a good a good blocker too. He's he's developed into a pretty decent blocker out of the backfield. I don't know what Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris give you there, uh, as far as block, picking up blockers. Um, it's kind of a big unknown for us, right? As far as blocking out of the backfield, huge unknown. Would love if would John love Smith has been say, studying. I was point. I was just going to say that it would be nice to have John Smith in the backfield, just to pick up, just to pick well, up to blitzes. Why can't we give him that role? And to just be leak out, able to and just do leak out afterwards. anything just leak productive out. for this team would be fantastic for him. If you could find a way to use him as like a full block, a fullback, and give him some blue routes where he where he chips out and then he becomes available, I think that's a perfect yeah. role for him. You know, get him it's into better space. better than what he's doing now. And we, we know what he can do in space. I, it's just very – I don't know. What's the opposite of creative? Uncreative? <laughs> I mean, that's that's what the <laughs> that's what our playbook is right now, right? It's like we're going to run this variation of this fucking bubble screen – it's not even bubble screens half the time. There's no protection. So, yeah. Um, I do think the other half it's a- of what I'm I'm hoping for in this game is that by them spending a week together in Arizona on site where wherever they're at, uh, that that they could come together and have more of a training camp mm-hmm. vibe. I just don't know if that's the issue with this team is that they're not together. I, I think the issue is that. The offensive players don't believe in the offensive staff. It's a buy-in, yeah, absolutely. right? I yeah. don't think that that comes together. I mean, under these, we've been talking about that all season. It's one hundred percent buy-in. You're hearing that, you know, now in the national media, basically that Max been, you know, put out there um, with no one to back him up in terms of a coach or coaching system. You know, we've seen, we've been talking about it. It's pretty obvious to see. And the the biggest problem is that it's your offensive line and your offensive scheme, and they're both being run by the same guy. And it's like it it'd be really hard, <laughs> you know, from the outside looking in, it's already hard to be like, what, like, how can, how can one guy have two jobs and both of them been be doing so poorly that we don't make improvements or changes or what have yous. And we're still there. We're still at this point. I mean, it must be frustrating for players. There, there are reports this week that players are asking, you know, want coaches to coach them harder and be make them more accountable for timing and splits and spacing and all that stuff that they have said they've over been overlooking and the coaching staff has been overlooking. That does not sound like a Bill Belichick coach team. 
And that's a scary yeah. thought. Uh, overlooking or don't, don't know, know what, what you're, you're looking, looking for. for that, might be that's cr- the question. Don't know what you're looking for sounds yeah, accurate. It, the the depth route, especially when I watch that oh, breakdown crazy, with Kurt Warner, right? the depth route is all over the joint. And it makes you think like these guys weren't told specifics. Yeah. You know what Nine I mean? Nine steps like, versus 16 You need steps to be extremely – Right, right. Six yard versus eight yard, you know, get some separation there, maybe get a pick. You know, it's like I haven't seen any of that this year as far as picks, you know, and it doesn't have to be intentional. It's just the way the play is designed. It doesn't have to look like I went to go pick the guy, you know. Right. You're talking about rub routes. Yeah, rub routes. You know, you that's something you – and they run so much um, 11 personnel, three wide. And you you see all these guys on the same side of the field, and they never do that on this team right now. And it's, you know, this slot's going to bubble back. Up, I think they put up the route chart and they go, okay, these are our routes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And you run a seven, you run a seven, you run a nine, and this guy runs right. a five. And it's like, yeah. no, no, there's nuances yeah. off of that. You either release inside or outside. Maybe you, you don't break that seven at 12 yards. Maybe right. you do it at eight yards and the other guy does right. it at 12 yards, whatever it is. Or, hey, it's like there's no nuance. Or hey, you key on this option right here. You watch this player, and whatever he does, yeah. you do the opposite. If this guy's going to shade you outside, you know, you run a slant or, or whatever. You know what I mean? It just doesn't mm, seem to be know, that. Yeah, right. And you hear it to a man about people that everybody but Keyshawn Johnson can see it. You know, it's like <laughs> the way Keyshawn these Johnson's players are not seeing it. <laughs> no, Keyshawn Johnson's like, oh, it's Mac Jones. It's Mac Jones. And it's like, no, you got to look at the yeah. plays, dude. You. You just you can't look at the just stat line, you know what I mean? So it's it's really frustrating when you hear people that actually like know football and know how to play quarterback talk about it. Yeah, you can you can you can totally hear it in their in their tone and their Absolutely. voice what they and say. I mean, just on the it's, you know Troy Aikman's, it's Troy an Aikman's absolute up mess. There in the booth, like you know, they're like, well, don't you know? This has been talked about. If they do well, don't really harp on it, but you know. Those national broadcast guys, they don't usually shit on you too much. They try and find positives throughout the broadcast, unless it's terrible. And Troy Aikman was up, you know, getting on about it, going on about it, like, you know, him and Joe Buck about, you know, you must be frustrating. They clearly don't trust him. There's nothing downfield. You know, it's it's very obvious. And right. it's like yep. week after week we were How many times? This. During the broadcast. And it's it's now become a thing, and it's it's too bad that that's, you know, we all saw it coming. We just hoped, hoped it wouldn't be this bad. Now it's it's this bad. It is. So we'll see where it goes. I've never heard during a broadcast uh, a commentator say, it must be frustrating for Mac Jones. Like, it must be frustrating for this quarterback. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. I think he said it three or four times. Like, I, I get it. Uh, it must right. be frustrating like for it's him. Not, you hear a lot of the times you know. from these guys like, oh, they're not putting him in the best position to be successful, stuff like that. But, like, yeah, flat out just being like, yeah, I see why he's pissed off. I'd be pissed too. It's like, oh, okay, Jesus. Yeah. So, But given all that, the Patriots find themselves 7-6 and six going against the 5-8 and eight Las what Vegas Raiders. What are you picking? Josh McDaniels had success against the Patriots when he was with Denver, at least in that first matchup. 
I just don't. did he play us more than once? No, that was it. That was it. Okay. That was it. Just I, he might have played us when the he Rams. was the O coordinator and with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that would have been 2012. I think that game was in London. But in terms of this game, um, if we have, I think a critical piece is if we have Ramondre or Damian Harris. If we have one of those guys at 80 plus percent, I feel really mm-hmm. good about our offense. If we don't, yeah. and we're trotting out two running, rookie running backs who we basically just saw for the first time last tough. week, I feel pretty, hey, I, I got some, some butterflies in my stomach about this. Given all that, I do think we have the edge based on we have a top five defense. The Raiders have a bottom five defense. Also, the Raiders... Uh, bottom six in the NFL in red zone conversion percentage offensively, bottom four in the NFL defensive That's red good. zone conversions. Right. So they they give up touchdowns, they don't score touchdowns. Not saying that we're going to be really able to take advantage of scoring touchdowns, although last week we were 50%. That was pretty good uh, given our standards. But I think we'll be able to hold them out of the end zone and force more field goals. I do think Josh McDaniels will take the field goals inside the dome with Daniel Carlson, who's got an all-league leg. Uh, but I, I, I got to think that the Patriots are going to be able to pull this one out, and I'm going 24-23. Wow. Close game. Okay. Tight I'm, one. Uh, yeah. I, I think we're going to do one. it. I think we're going to keep ourselves alive. Um, I just, you know, I've been a fan. I've tried to be a fan of the Raiders all season long. I like a lot of their players. You know, there's a lot of Patriots uh, ties there. You know, it can you know, you know old Oakland, the Raiders, the Black Hole, a lot of fun stuff to, to root for. Some entertainment there, and they've just disappointed me at every turn. Like it has been hard to be like these guys might be good. They're not good. They're terrible. We should win this game. Um, you know, weather's not a factor here. Uh, like you just rattled off all their stats, I don't think they're. Gonna, I think we're going to win. Keep ourselves alive. Twenty three thirteen Patriots. Twenty three thirteen. Okay. My my biggest question marks right now are the availability of Jalen Mills and Jack Jones. I think we need um, someone besides Jonathan Jones to step up here. Um, maybe it could be Marcus or Miles Bryant. I don't know. Um, on the other side of the ball, I'd love to see those running backs back. That would be huge. Um, I am concerned about their pass rush a little bit, especially with the health of our offensive tackles. But I, I think we match up well. I think we might be able to pass the ball a little bit. Get Jonu Smith involved would be fantastic. Hunter Henry, utilize those tight ends. Um, I think this is a, a great game for that. And um, I think I'm going to go Pats 23-16. Big win on the road. Coming back, get two wins from this road trip. And then um, prepare to move forward and, and really get into crunch time. And if you go in, if you come out of this eight and six, I'm feeling good. You know, like we need to get one win from um, Miami, Buffalo, or Cincinnati, and those are all tough matchups. But if we can squeak one out there, you know, that would be nice. No doubt. All of us got twenty three in the score. How about that? Okay, let's just take a quick look around the rest of Week 15. Dolphins playing the Bills in Buffalo Saturday night, outdoors. Supposed to be snow. Last I checked the forecast. 
Tyreek Hill coming off the ankle, Tua Tungo Vailoa coming off of two pretty dreadful performances. It's got to be Bills all day, right? I, I'd, I'd be stunned yeah. if the Dolphins pull this one out. Night game in Buffalo. It's going to be fucking freezing. Yeah, that weather is a they, huge they advantage. Have, coming off two losses. Anything to yeah, slow down They don't down have any momentum receivers. going into this game. Um, I, I, I don't think the Dolphins have a chance. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other AFC East game, the Jets are hosting the Lions. Again, the Lions on a, a pretty good streak right now. I believe four straight. Uh, I said five out of six, so I don't, I don't know how the breakdown goes on either side of that mm-hmm. loss to the Bills. But playing the Jets, Mike White currently questionable. Zach Wilson moved up to backup in this game. Outdoor game for a dome team. Jared Goff historically has had trouble in the cold weather. I think it's a coin flip. Yeah, I mean, I'm almost leaning Lions. Uh, I know it's an outdoor game for the Lions. Lions. Jets having quarterback issues. Mike White might not be healthy. You don't know what you're going to get from him if he's out there. I don't think anyone – I mean, the Lions have proven they can score, and Goff has seemed to look pretty good, especially of late the last so many weeks. I mean, it it could be a shootout. The Jets always kind of play. It seems like they are a team that plays to – the level of, you know, the competitiveness of the game type of thing. So, I don't know. I, I could see them dropping a dud. They were close last week. The Lions, you know, I don't know. I want them to lose heavily. So, that's, you know, tough for me to take <laughs> yeah. that out of it. Yeah. I thought the Jets I thought the Jets got pretty banged up last week. Had a few injuries. I don't know if DJ – DJ Reed's probably okay by now. Um Quinn the Williams Lions did, you're out right. That That's huge. That's huge. Quinn Williams did get bounced out, but I think he's I didn't see him on the injury report okay. this week. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I'm looking at reference, so I'm not really sure. But the Lions are getting it together at the at the right time. They've they're on a nice little run here. Um I like the way Jared Goff is playing. They just got Jamison Williams back. I think he scored a touchdown, a forty one yard touchdown in the first quarter. Granted, it was a blown coverage. Um him and Amon Ross St. Brown, you put, um, you know, I'm sure they put Sauce Gardner on, on St. Brown and they, they leave DJ Reed with Jamison Williams and, and the other guys they got there. But I'm just feeling good about the Lions right now, man. I like where they're going. I like where the team's playing hard. They, they compete every week. I like the Lions, man. I think this is a team that could potentially sneak yeah, into the playoffs. Still, they're still alive. Yeah. Good to see Jamison Williams get on the field, get a touchdown. Quinn and Williams for the Jets is 50-50, evidently. Ooh, that's a big loss if he can't play, man. That is a stud. That's yeah. your best player by far, I think. I think he had two sacks last week, too. Um, yeah, best player at least in the two. entire team. Yeah, maybe the best defensive tackle in the league. He's up there, right, in that conversation? Yeah, I mean, Aaron Donald being hurt confuses Dexter that Lawrence picture. Lawrence from the Giants. Um I mean, there's a lot of good defensive tackles, but I would I would put him in that conversation with anyone. Yeah, as much as I hate Christian Wilkins, I thought he played fantastic for the Dolphins. Is he a defensive tackle though? I feel like they move him around, they play him on the edge a little bit. You know, I mean, if you're if you're six three, three hundred pounds, I figure you're a defensive tackle. There's good a point. there's a gray area with defensive tackles and DNs now. The way we use the way the NFL uses edge rushers, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you could. 
JJ Watt was much... that guy for me where I'm like, I know he's playing defensive end, but he's six five, three bills. Like and then yeah, he but they used him they used him on that C gap all the time. Like nowadays all the time. you're seeing these these big guys that are defensive ends or whatever they, they were drafted as and they're lining up in the B gap and you know, just over the guard. And it's like, what, what is he playing? And it's really hard to put tight. It's becoming almost like basketball where it's almost positionless, you know? Yeah. We're, we're moving towards, there are defensive linemen, there are edge players and there are linebackers. And it used to be defensive tackle, defensive end, outside linebacker, line inside linebacker. There was all these different nose tackle was a defined position. Mm-hmm. Now we're down to well, there's still some of those, there's still some of those fatties. There, there's a like couple three. of those guys. when <laughs> when you look around you see them every so often you're like oh I'm good I'm glad to see you yeah Vince Ted Wolfork. Washington I know what you are <laughs> Vince Wilfork is an NFL <laughs> Hall of Fame finalist I'm pretty I'm really happy for that's him. awesome that pretty he sweet. deserves it uh an, another game that can affect Patriots draft stand uh playoff standing Titans at Chargers in this game it's a a, a odd matchup. Chargers coming off a, a big win. Titans coming off of two tough losses. Titans do what the Chargers don't want to play against, which is running the ball. Chargers don't defend the run. Titans only want to run the ball. And conversely, the Titans don't uh, defend the pass very well. And or pass very well. well. Yeah, it's totally run. opposite teams. But they don't. They are so opposite. It's like. It's really weird to see Mike Brabel is, is a fairly traditional coach. Brandon Staley is fully embracing the, the modern NFL coaching mantras of analytics and going for a fourth down, all those things we've talked about ad nauseum. But it's, it's just the exact opposite teams facing each other. I wonder if they're foils, and it'll be a one-point game. Uh, yeah, it, it is crazy. It's unusual to see two teams like – this team's thirty first in pass defense, and this team's what yeah, first well, or second, maybe maybe third. The Chargers, and then conversely, like all the Titans do is is run and defend the run, and the Chargers su- pretty much suck at both. Um, <laughs> it's so weird. This is a weird one, man. Yeah, I think if I had to choose, I would take the Chargers just based on the Titans' recent I was going to say, I'm going to take the Titans. And the fact that they're in L.A. They are, they've come off of two losses, and it's like Mike Rabel usually puts things together and beats other crappy coaches. But that's my... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't... I don't Brandon know why Staley give... might have just had his best coaching yeah, effort last week. Yeah. The way that he shut down know why the Dolphins' I... offense. We give Vrabel a people give Vrabel a lot of love. Like some of their losses this, guy, this yeah. year have been like pretty shitty. You know they've had a couple shitty. They lost to to Jacksonville and By, like, the Raiders. Two scores. Yeah, and the Raiders. So it's like, eh, you know, I don't want to pump Vrabel's tires. I think he's a pretty good coach, but I'm I'm not convinced he's like a huge huge advantage over Staley. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go Chargers in this one. I know they're at home. And their home field is not a great advantage because they just moved there and they don't have a huge following in LA. But but it's yeah. I don't know, turf. man. It's clean turf. It's cl- yeah. Is that what it is? If the, clean turf. Well, well, if you're playing in Tennessee in December, it might be muddy and nasty, and you lose some of those cuts that Keenan Allen's able to make, and it really becomes I, a Derrick Henry game. I heard that teams are going to be forced to switch to grass. 
Did you hear it that? It seems like there's a push from the players. For well, that. after yeah. seeing the Arizona game, uh, I used everyone to hear that. seemed to get hurt in that. I mean, a couple of them were from people. Arizona people has grass. Around. Was that what it was? Well, no. oh, they have grass. I don't know why everyone. They wheel the. When... They literally wheel the field outdoors to give it sun, oh. and then yeah, wheel it back in. inside. That was ridiculous. They pump in crowd noise too, but that's a different story. <laughs> now, uh, did you? Um, I remember hearing that the artificial turf, like the new school artificial turf, was supposed to be better for injuries. It doesn't really it's seem better. like there's the doubt. It's better than that. old school artificial turf. turf is like, like astroturf, astro yeah, on yeah. cement. Astroturf is it's if like you play mini cement. golf. Astroturf yeah. is mini golf. It's brutal. That's all it is. It's basically like plastic over concrete essentially right? it's miserable it's amazing it yeah, people played on that in the 80s i, I fell on it at northeastern university and it fucking hurt worse than grass by far so it's, i can see that so bad. yeah so field turf the newer stuff that's got the rubber pellets is certainly an upgrade from that but there is statistically significant findings that field turf has more injuries than natural grass and I love that's natural a grass too. Natural grass. I, I like natural grass too. Get them muddy. It's, it's dirty. That's muddy. a big thing that the the players can bring to collective bargaining and say, look, it's st- statistically significant. That is difficult to say. Uh, that that's fine. Not gonna get I, I would take that. I would much. say, have your natural grass, but we're extending mini camp and all that shit to get you guys on the same page because this offensive line play is really hard to watch. That's my point good overarching solutions right there. Baltimore playing Cleveland on Saturday afternoon. Baltimore again has a chance to lose a game that could potentially help uh, some other teams. The same as bring them on. Mm. Cleveland, Deshaun Watson. I mean, there's the open question of how long can you be out of football until you, you need, I don't, I don't know. You look terrible. Exactly. I would have and, uh, maybe thought about bringing him back next year, you know. But seems like the answer he doesn't, is two years. Yeah. He doesn't really look the same, does he? No, and it, it. I haven't heard anybody make this comparison. It just came to me, but uh, when you talk about the teams that worked out Colin Kaepernick after he was out for like four, I'm not comparing their off-field situations, but after he was out of the league for like four or five years, and they're like, oh yeah. Let's work him out. Maybe he's good enough. It's like your skills and your senses and your reflexes are going to decay significantly over that period of time. I don't care how old you were right. when you Especially started when you're that not hiatus doing that stuff or what the reasons like, were there, for it. There's nothing that, yeah. can, you know, you get reps for an actual NFL game. He's just been out. Deshaun Watson's just been out, what, two years now? Two years. So it could take him some time. Yeah, I would have, like yeah. Ryan said, at least waited this year, let Brissett just kind of finish out the year, and then go from there. But they got too much money invested in him, so they got a plan. Hopefully, he comes alive and he freaking uh, mm-hmm. he beats he beats the Ravens. Gives us uh, some more chances here. That'd be huge. That'd be huge. Also, yeah, what's, in that, go ahead. What's the status with uh, Lamar? I, I see he's a DNP um, again, and Tyler Huntley's got a concussion. So just based off of that, and Ronnie Stanley's out again, what is this, arrest? Limited pre- resting him? Um, just based off of that, I'm going uh, Cleveland. 
Yeah. Ronnie Stanley did play last week. They might just be managing his workload. What, is, what does NIR mean? Do you know? NIR dash rest. Okay, rest. Not, so okay. Not injury related. Gotcha. Also in the NF- AFC North, Cincinnati going to Tampa in a game that Tampa Bay could really use. And Cincinnati's been playing well. They didn't play – they weren't gangbusters last week against the Browns. They they handled the game. But I got to think they're going to take care of business because that Tampa team is a wreck. But that Tampa team has everything to play for. They do. I mean, I, I it's tough to, to pick they against do. Tom Brady, but they were missing so much last week. The week before, they needed – to the last four minutes, basically, to try and win the game and get two touchdowns. It's it's like, unless they're getting a very loose defense where Brady can pick it apart, they don't have a chance. They don't. He doesn't have the time. Um, his his timing's off with people. He's he's missing throws. Guys are missing a lot, dropping a lot of passes on him. Their defense is not the same unit for whatever reason as last year. I, I the Bengals are rolling right now. The Bengals are getting hot. And last year we saw what they could do when they get hot. They, you know, Jamar Chase is now back. He's rolling. I think it's that's a tall, tall glass of water to drink for Buccaneers, and I don't think they're going to do it. No. I think it's uh, it's definitely a game where I'm looking at the running game for Cincinnati, and I'm not really sure if Joe Mixon's still hurt or not, but that's that seems to be the difference, right? Because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, they have been passing. They they pass a lot, and maybe that's why their yards are so high. That I think they're fifth in the league in passing, but that's all they do. They can't rush a ball. I think they might be thirty second in rush in in rushing, and then they're, that's the weakness of their defense. So, I think if uh, if Joe Mixon can get healthy for this game, then and even if they don't, there's something dysfunctional about Tampa Bay yeah. down there, and I think. The Bengals are rolling right now. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Bengals. Yeah, definitely. Joe Mixon did play last week uh, against okay. the Browns, so he, he's back. He did split some carries with Samaj P. Ryan, who's been coming Perrine, on as yeah. of late. Perrine. P. Ryan. P. Ryan. P. Ryan is the way I've heard it said okay. since his Oklahoma days. Gotcha. Uh, and then Sunday night, Sunday night we got the Giants at the Washington Commanders in a rematch of that overtime tie a couple weeks ago. Uh, it looks like, based on the standings right now, one of these teams is going to make the playoffs. The other one is not going to. We'll yeah, I see. think the Giants are cooling down at the wrong time, and the, and the Redskins slash Guardians slash Commanders slash football team, they're, <laughs> the they're heating up. And- <laughs> whatever dude they're heating up at the right time and um they're gonna get chase young back at some point i don't know if it's this yeah. week or next week or if they even gonna i mean i would think if they're gonna make the playoffs then he should be trying to get in shape um uh, yeah i don't like what's going on with the giants so i'm gonna go and take the uh the guardians yeah i'm, I'm not i, I I'm, I'm with rye i feel like the uh <laughs> The Giants have just kind of been, you know, sizzling out there. They had um, have been playing a lot of good football. Their coach has really gotten them. Um, he's he's really got them to play well. I just think it's kind of running out of steam the whole thing. And the Commanders, I'll pick the Commanders. Why not? It's been a long time since you saw anyone from their position do anything. So 
or from their team do anything. You should. Yeah. You should. The Lions, I mean, the the Giants have lost four of their last six games, and their victory came against the Texans, and then they tied the Commanders, and that rounds out the last six. Yeah. Yeah, it's been Uh, a tough month and a half for Giants fans. After a really promising month and a half, that was honestly overachievement. Yep, absolutely. So there you have it. Yeah. All right. Real quick, I saw I saw a uh, article. I I feel like it it would be the right thing to do to touch on it. The NFL legend Don Shula, when he quit the Dolphins' job, it was due to his owner telling him that he wanted replacements in his coaching staff and the personal staffs, and basically Don Shula's um, reply to that was that he wouldn't scapegoat anyone and he retired after 33 years of coaching to not throw anyone under the bus. So like, I think that's relevant. Yeah. Right. To what we're seeing with Belichick and Matt Patricia and what I think Bob Kraft is probably going to have to do after this season is say, this offense is not what I paid for. It's not, we drafted a quarterback in the first round. Um, we paid all these guys in the offseason two years ago. I think there's a lot of parallels there with what happened at the end of Don Shula's career. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's definitely super interesting. You sent me that article, and some of the stuff is like, you know, exactly what's going on now with the Patriots. The The difference to me is, you know, I don't know what Shula's staff looked like there. There weren't a lot of names dropped. But Bill has so many of his family members and personal friends in the Patriots. It's like... And he's really close to that to Shula, you know, obviously, um, ironically, it's Don Shula. He's close to getting the most wins of all time, uh, beating him out for that. So, and Bill wants that. It's pretty clear he wants that. He's, he hasn't said it, but he's kind of hinted at it. And if he takes another job, like he would take another job. I don't think he would just retire. He would go somewhere else. And for him to just, you know, two of his kids, take them off this coaching staff, bring him to another one. They all have to move. I think Bill's happy here. He, he like he, you know, he's got his place in Martha's Vineyard. He likes Boston. He's been here. All of his family members are here. I feel like it would be a big uprooting. And if they were like, you know, if Kraft came to him and said, Hey, change the offensive coordinator. I think he would do it. I really do. I'd be surprised if he was that stubborn to be like screw off. Uh, I wonder, I wonder if they've ever had a conversation like that where it's like, I want you to do this on your staff. And I, I'm sure Bob Kraft, Bob Kraft, he seems like he is like master of relationships. Uh, and I bet it would probably start with, hey, Bill, what do you think was the problem this year? And it would right. it eventually might get to the point where he's like, yeah, we've got a first round quarterback and we've got all this money tied up in posi- uh, skill positions. And we still finished in the bottom sixth. So do you think Mac Jones is a bust? No. Do you think that these skill position players were terrible? No. Okay, then is it coaching? Because it's either, this is a, a refrain of Michael Lombardi, it's either players, coaches, yeah. or schemes. It's one of those right. three. So take right. your pick. And it and can be more than one. But if it gets down to it, and you got to lay the cards on the table, uh, I, I would find it hard to believe that Belichick would walk out the door versus admit that Matt Patricia yeah. is over his head as an offensive coordinator. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's something that he should be able to look at objectively and be like, you're right, at, to some degree. But I also think Bill Belichick's um, flaw, his biggest character flaw, is pride. So, you know, when you look at him and, and the way he's done, thing for, done things here um, and, and been so successful, you would hope he would be able to be objective about it and be like, hey, this is not working. You know, we need to do something. And then the other thing that really scares me is I think if they brought a Bill O'Brien in, there would be guarantees that he would be, um, and this is just what I'm hearing in the media, that he would be the next coach of the Patriots. Head coach. That was before. After it's like, said and done. And that might put Belichick. I don't know. I feel like that's that's sour. I would like to see Gerard Mayo they get were, that. If, if anybody's see, I think get if they, that, I would think Gerard I think Mayo. if they brought Bill O'Brien back, then there would have to be that kind of guarantee of the the success he's had at Penn State, Alabama. I don't know. I mean, I mean I, granted, yeah. Bit of I mean, a I feel like you would bring Bill O'Brien in. I don't know. This like you're gonna be the next head coach for this team. I feel like that's a really weird thing to promise somebody coming from college. I I mean, I've heard that people say that yeah. too. Like, oh, if you bring Bill Bill and you know O'Brien and you're going to have to give him some guarantees. It's like, why, why do you have to give him like, what other guarantee? Unless he gets a head coaching job, it's like, he's either getting head coaching calls, which I don't think he is. And then that's it. He can't, you know, he's already out of your market or he's in the offensive coordinator market. And it's like, yeah, we want to bring you back. Like if you get a better opportunity, we know you're going to leave, but it could be, we want you here. It could be a Sean Payton kind of thing too. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be Bill O'Brien, but I'm just saying like, don't at some point, at some point, there's got to be some kind of recognition that the team isn't going in the right place, and that's what matters more. You know, I don't care. I love I love Belichick, man, but we don't owe him anything. And and if we're just trying to get him a record instead of being competitive and, yeah, and winning the Super Bowl, Bowl, which is Absolutely. what we all want, then right. I don't really care about a personal record. I would rather build a team that could win a Super Bowl and have a functional offense and defense. You know, and so. I don't know. It's just something I read that, that really no piqued point. my interest, and um, it felt eerily similar to what kind of the Patriots are going through right now. Yeah, that is. Uh, I just looked it up. <clears throat> Don Shula, that was his last season with the Dolphins, 65 years old, retired with the most wins in NFL history, a record that still stands for head coaches. Belichick right. now 70 years old, 70-plus. Um, so it's it's – very similar in terms of the stage of their career that that potentially could happen in for JJ's point before I would point out that the Belichick sons who both coach defense defense has been a, a very strong performer this year. It's really having those, it old has, it has been, but to be out of position coaching offense. Mm-hmm. That's the real issue. I agree. But I just think if you have the first ranked defense and the 32nd ranked offense there has to be and i'm not saying we're 32nd but there's got to be some kind of compromise there we're like hey we just drafted a quarterback in the first round we spent all these money all this money on on pass catchers and it's we're not seeing any dividends from it so yeah maybe players coaches or schemes let's figure out which or let's upgrade all right pretty cool all right i think that'll wrap it up for this week, uh, Patriots playing the Raiders Sunday afternoon, demoted from Sunday night, but who cares? 
We'll watch Sunday afternoon. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Let's go. Thank Let's go you Pats. all for listening. Let's go, Pats. Let's go Pats. And we will talk to you next week. All right, guys. Adios. See ya. Nice.